Hello and good day. This is the Bible Bard. Here's the place we are at today. The recent ideas of physics like string theory, bosonic or superstrings, and M-theory promote the idea that there are more dimensions in the universe than the four we are used to, length, width, height, and depth, with time running through it all. Those who read the Bible are not surprised that physics should figure this out. In the Hebrew scriptures, God and the angels appear and disappear from our four dimensions. If that is so, they have to be coming from somewhere and returning there when they leave here. And here's a few sample texts. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11 states, quote, As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind, unquote. Comment, when the chariot pulled up, the text describes Elijah steps into it and he steps from our dimension into another. In Judges chapter 6, verse 20, the text reads, quote, And Gideon did so. With the tip of the staff that was in his hand, the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread, and the angel of the Lord disappeared." Unquote. Comment, if this text literally describes what Gideon experienced, then the angel simply changed dimensions, disappearing from ours to appear in his. In Luke chapter 24, verse 51, the text uh, says, quote, When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. NIV. See also Acts 1, verses 9 through 10, and Mark 16, verse 19. Comment. Medieval thinking imagined that the earth is here and directly above it is heaven, God's place, still within the four dimensions. Instead, think dimensionally. Earth is here and heaven occupies a parallel dimension. It is not up, it is alongside. However, in kindness to first century mind, Jesus rises visibly to cloud level and then disappears. He didn't simply rise inside of our universe to a heaven existing somewhere above his earth. His exit was to another dimension. In Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 and 10, uh, the, the apostle John is speaking and he says, quote, And I saw a new heaven and new earth, for the first heaven, and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide." Unquote. Comment. The physics of heaven in the future are different. The Bible states that a 1,400-mile cubic city will float in space and that the current earth will disappear and be replaced by a new globe that does not have any sea or oceans. So these two things, the circle of the earth and the square of the city, will be the objects of the new heaven and earth. The idea of the heaven and hell have perplexed religious and non-religious alike for different reasons. Modern people have been above the clouds orbiting the earth and space. We know God's heaven, the third heaven, is not just above the atmosphere. So where is it? 
Just for fun, the Bible Bard suggests the heaven's domain exists just above the speed of light. Beings who live in that realm just have to slow down to appear in ours. Sorry, that's the first off-topic rabbit trail of this series. The Bible does not provide a great deal of information or description of heaven. What it does say so far is beyond the powers of first century people to imagine that there can be hardly any doubt that they receive this information from someone other than human beings. The key thoughts about heaven provided in the Bible include the following. Number one, a universe without any stars, no sun, no moon. A universe that contains only two objects, an earth and a cubic city hanging in space. Number two, this small universe compared to our current one is filled with light and without the need of the sun, moon, or stars. Third, on the earth there are still local governments, ethnicities, language groups, but only with respect and harmony occurring between the races. And number four, on the moral side, no thoughts or events that do not have complete agreement with God's moral nature can occur in heaven, as described throughout the scriptures. Heaven and hell are not metaphors drawn from the imagination of some citizens of the early Roman Empire. Let's not try and talk our way around many texts that include the attributes of either place when mentioned in the biblical text, even by Jesus. Yes, ancient literature conceived of a place of dwelling beneath the ground, translated as Hades or hell, and by some conceived of as the grave. For other ancients, heaven was a mountaintop covered in clouds or a place above the clouds where Zeus or Odin dwelled, like the heaven of the Greeks or the Norsemen. Biblical descriptions of interactions between humans and, and divinity or humans and angels generally take place on the earth, with these other beings entering our space. However, there are moments when a human being enters their space, and these are usually described as mental spiritual visions in which the human body of the person having the vision stays in this world, but the mind or spirit of the person goes to another dimension where God and the angels usually abide. The Bible describes what for ancient humankind were supernatural events. For moderns, these events can have other explanations, even scientific possibilities. It's just stupid to presuppose that the supernatural cannot exist. Therefore, because of this unproven presupposition, Bible deniers try and assert with authority that the supernatural does not exist, but everything was an invention or a mistake. The logical fallacies advised in this kind of argument are apparent to everyone who can think rationally about the text, about what it claims, and about what the opponents to the supernatural claim. This is the way the Bible Bard works. Brief recitations, closely focused, no distractions, no rabbit trails. Send the Bible Bard any questions or remarks you care to offer to BibleBardUS at gmail.com. Glad to hear from you. Thanks in advance for following and sharing content from the Bible Bard community. Thanks for listening. The Bible Bard does not get information about Jesus from religion or some theology people have developed in the past. The Bible itself in its plain literary expressions in its text is the source of all revealed knowledge about God. We're archeologists trying to get to that source. Once you know what the Bible says, because you have read it or heard its clear teaching for yourself, 
you're no longer dependent on religious ideology for your information. Get what the Bible says.